Hello, and welcome to the 4th and Floundering Podcast. My name is Mitch, I am one of your hosts. And I am Drew, and I am also one of your hosts. And there are only two hosts here today. And we are the co-hosts. As always. <laughs> As always. It's only us two. We have to get some guests on here. I know that you mentioned you had a buddy, and uh, I definitely have a buddy. And our dads. Yeah. I like how I'm so like non-specific about it. Like, I have a buddy, I, I swear. Have, I have friends. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I have a dad. Um, he didn't leave and go get milk he didn't, go off, he didn't go off for a pack of cigarettes and some lotto tickets. <laughs> no, I don't know if my dad understands. Um, the lottery? No, or like, cigarettes. like, technology. Oh. Like, he, like I, I told him one time that we were that we were recording an episode for this, and he was just like, so, like, what radio station are you going to be on? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Dad, that's like... MMR, Dad. That's like not how it works. Plus, you don't like listening to the radio anyway, Dad, so you wouldn't listen to me anyway. It's like a movie, but for your ears. For your ears. <laughs> it's like radio, except it's on your phone. And, and you can get it whenever you want. And you, yeah. Yeah, so... The modern world. <laughs> modern world that my father doesn't understand. Um, yeah, I don't really have much for the NFL this week, Mitch. How about, I mean, I, I the only thing I really have is... Uh, I want I want to give a shout out to Uncle Dud- Dudrick Peterson. That's his full name. Um, he had a surgery. Dudrick. Dudrick. Uh, he had Uncle Doug had a surgery on his Achilles um, to prevent something bad from happening. He got it evaluated, and before it got worse, he he got it fixed. That's all I really know about it, but I hope he's uh, has a quick recovery. He's scooting around on one of those little scooters that you have to <laughs> lean your one leg on at the coaches' meetings this week. Um, so I wish him the best of luck, and I hope he doesn't need to have that scooter on the sidelines during the season. Um, but uh, your Cowboys made a couple couple deals. Yeah, so I, I feel like the, the Dallas Cowboys always seem to do a good job with the second week of free agency. They let everybody go crazy and spend money on everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, Errol Thomas is not a Dallas Cowboy, <laughs> which <laughs> makes me pretty sad. But or, or Honey Badger, or Honey Badger, no. um, or Collins, or Collins, or Eric Weddle, or Weddle. <laughs> but uh, I guess at the end of the day, and this is me talking myself off the ledge, right? Um, <laughs> he signed a ridiculous deal with the Ravens. Yeah, for a guy come like turning thirty. Coming off of a, uh, a pretty significant injury. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's the worst thing for the Cowboys, who always seem to be up against the cap anyway. I mean, this year they've actually done a pretty good job, but, but yeah. they've tried to be cap responsible in the last couple of years. We did make a couple signings, because like I said, they let everybody go crazy, let everybody do their thing, and get in the bidding wars within week one. Yeah. And then I, like after really three or four days, I feel like for agency really slows down. Yeah. So they made some signings. Um, Christian Covington, he's a defensive tackle, more so going to be a depth guy. Um, coming from Houston. Kerry Hader, uh, who I actually think is going to be a really interesting prospect as a defensive end, with Gregory out, Irving mm-hmm. retired, yeah. uh, and Demarcus Lawrence. We have no idea what's going on with him. Or yeah. we do, and we'll get to him in a second, I guess. But yeah. we don't know if he'll be ready for for uh, training camp. They needed depth. And uh, undrafted in 2016, he had eight sacks that year for the Lions, though. It's not bad. No, it's actually pretty good, pretty for, good. Uh, for an undrafted defensive end. Yeah. Um, Missed all of 17, and then he missed nine games last year. So they got him on a pretty... They, they, they bought low. Yeah, that's pretty, That's not that bad. I mean, he'll, he'll probably... I don't see him starting right away for you guys, probably. I don't know. He's he's definitely very clearly a, def- like a, a rotational defensive yeah. end, but they need... They badly need people there. Yeah. 
um, the pass rush is an area they really have got to improve on, and you were really we were really counting on on Gregory and Lawrence there anyway. And then uh, safety George Loka, okay. very very excited about that one. He was really good with the Bengals from twenty twelve to twenty seventeen, and then he had a pretty bad year in Minnesota last year. Ended up not starting as many games as they were thinking he was going to start. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of fell into a backup role. They got him on the cheap for a one-year deal. Um, super cheap, actually. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that. And then I think the one that's like the splashiest, quote-unquote, signing that came out for the Cowboys was Randall Cobb. Yeah. Uh, former Packers wide receiver. Very clutch. Great. Not great. But good wide receiver. And he had a couple of great years. Yeah. Um, really fallen off a cliff for the last couple I don't know as if he's an upgrade over Cole Beasley for the Cowboys, but you know what he does? He gives Dak a bigger target from the slot. Yeah. Which is, I mean, to be honest, really important considering Dak isn't always the most accurate, so he needs big-bodied receivers who can catch the ball uh, with their arms and not with their bodies. Yeah. At Terrence Williams. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it. It's like a one-year deal. I think maybe $5 million. Okay. It, it's, pretty, it's pretty cheap and inexpensive. To add him into the slot is good, and then... You're throwing those in with the fact they're retaining Olawale, the fullback. Mm-hmm. They're bringing back Tavon Austin, who... Every year the Cowboys have that guy who... It's always a really big deal, right? Like, we're always going to find a way to use him, and whether it's, like, a scat back roll or on reverses or out of the backfield receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while it was Lance Dunbar, and then last year it was Tavon Austin. They, it never goes anywhere with the Cowboys. They just never figure out how to use those guys. They get all these nice, shiny toys <laughs> and don't play with them. But they're bringing him back, and I think that if, if Kellen Moore can figure out how to use him, awesome, especially on uh, special teams. Yeah. Then they're bringing back our long snapper. Always, he's been here for a long time. Love that guy. Um, and then bringing back our backup tackle, Cam Fleming. Very happy with that one. So it was busy, but it wasn't splashy outside of, like, I think Cobb is, is the splashiest one, and really for like a one-year $5 million, it's not that splashy. Yeah. The biggest thing, I think, to keep an eye on with the Cowboys right now is... Demarcus Lawrence's holdout situation. Yeah. <laughs> he has said that he will. Not, so he needs off-season shoulder surgery. I don't know if you heard about that or not. No, I haven't. Yes. So he tore his lab- labrum. Um, he tore his labrum last year, and he played through it. But he needs to get it fixed, and he said he will not get that surgery fixed, or he won't get surgery on it until he has a contract from the Cowboys. And the longer you're putting this out. <laughs> The longer, the longer the recovery time is, obviously. obviously. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Jerry has signaled that uh, progress really isn't getting made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> right, and he and Lawrence has said that he will not play under the franchise tag again. So might a have, lot of might have a Le'Veon Bell situation on our hands. We'll see. I'll I'll be curious to see how that one shakes out, but. No, that's really all for the Cowboys uh, and for the NFL. I think really it's we're a month away from the draft, though. We are, we are, we are. So we'll we'll, we'll cover that in like another week or two, probably. Yeah, once, I mean, we, I, once we're getting closer, I have a guy who I think I'll, I'm really interested to see uh, if the Cowboys make a move on him. Yeah, uh, Debo Samuel, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I really like him a lot for the Cowboys. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, let's let's table that conversation. Yeah, we'll table we'll table that for next time, um, or the time after, or the time after. Uh, depending on when our next episode is. Um, but uh, let's go and cover the NHL real quick with hockey. There's um, a lot of nothing. <laughs> there's a lot of nothing because the Flyers are pretty much out of the playoff picture. Um, they have been for a while, and they've been scratching back for like a couple streaks here or there. 
then they suck for like four games, and yep. then they have a little flash in the pan of hope, and now there's a whole lot of nothing, pretty much. So they're not, they're technically not eliminated. Technically. Um, but we are eight points out. Yeah. For Montreal. So, so we are not making it. It is, it's not, and we've lost two in a row. There's like a .02% chance of us making so it. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, I was going to say insert uh, Dumb and Dumber gif here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, um, it kind of seems like the, this season is uh, has kind of been a wash after the first two months. We kind of realized that it's going to be hard for us to make the playoff anyway. And I think um, we both said all along, like, Yes, it's great if they're able to get playoff experience, but at the same time, they would get absolutely destroyed, destroyed. by Tampa Bay. Yes. Uh, who has a really good chance at breaking the all-time, like, the, the single-season wins record. Yeah. Um, they're already at 59. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Tampa Bay is already at 59. Which is nuts. Yeah, they're 8-2 eight and, they're eight and two in their last 10. Yeah. They have 122 points. Yeah. So I, feel like, I feel like we end up talking more just, like, gawking and or in awe of uh, Tampa Bay than we do the Flyers, but... Well, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to talk about. I mean, you were at the game on Saturday, right? Yeah, that was frustrating against the Islanders. That was... Who we've destroyed the past three times that we played them. Yeah. Which yeah. is just... It's just annoying. And and they're going to the playoffs, and we're not, yeah. right? Like, they're... The Islanders are a fine team. Kind of weird that getting rid of Tavares. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of it has to do with, with Trost, the head coach. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, it's painful to watch this team play hockey because it's very evident they've quit. Yeah. Well, they kind of got rid of Simmer, and after they got after they lost Simmons, then. But I think even at that point, like we had no, like we played, we came back and we won the, the stadium series game, and that was great. Yeah. But this team wasn't making the playoffs then. They're definitely not making it now. I think really you're just looking for some bright spots, and yeah. Carter Hart's definitely been one of those those bright spots, like without a doubt. Point nine two one save percentage. Yeah. <laughs> um, 15 and 11. I mean, he's been outstanding. 2.72 goals against average. Yeah. It's been really nice to see that, especially considering it's not like he's been playing. I, I, I don't think that, that the, the Flyers' defense is out and out awful. I really don't. Yeah. I think that we have a lot of really good young guys. But, you know, he's not playing with a, like Shea Weber I know. either. So. Yeah. Um, now I have I have a setup question to my actual question. How many more years do you think Giroux has left in the tank with us? With us? Yeah. At a high level? Yeah. I think he's got at least three. Okay. He's, got, he's 31 years old. Se- sec- he turned 31 in January. Second question. He's still, if you look at it right now, right? He has 80 points through 76 games. Okay. He's over a point. He's, well, he's like well over a point. But he, he normally is. But my my actual question is... Do you think we're even going to come close to even bring him to a, a, a Stanley Cup in his no. prime or in in his career at, at all in in, the, in Philly? No, and I and I think it's, it sucks because he's a great player. He's one of the most underrated players. Not he's not underrated, but he's one of the most underappreciated players. You actually, in Philly. I will say I think Drew's very under very underappreciated. Um, I saw like in the last nine years. And I have to double check the stat, so I'm throwing it out there. And if I'm wrong, which I'm sure I will be, so won't please correct me. Um, I think it's in the last nine years, Drew is the third most points in Something hockey. Something like that. He's got to be. He's always in the talk of. He's always in the talk. He always gets snubbed for everything. Yeah. Um. But they, they just haven't done a great job of putting talent and coaching at the same time. Yeah. I would say around him. I mean, I think we have some really interesting young guys, but 
they they still need to develop, right? Yeah. And he's not getting younger; he's getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that if we can get a really good coach in here, like Queenville, uh, I'll be really happy. I'll be really excited for that. Uh, and I think that could change some things because then maybe you're a little bit more attracted to free agents. Yeah. I don't know. I also really need to see what they're going to do this off season. Um, they've made they've handed out some really bad contracts the past decade <laughs> that yeah. have really like hurt this team. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and just some pretty like, pretty questionable decisions all in all. So we re-signed Rothel today for two years, and Rothel is not a great player. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like it's a small contract, so it's fine. But it's like the stuff like that where they don't. I, I think the Flyers don't look to improve. Sometimes they look no, to keep yeah. the status quo and hope it all comes together. Yeah, and that's frustrating and confusing. Um, I just want like, the heart. Heart is a big side of improvement, and I would say that Giroux hasn't had a goaltender this good. I know. I just I don't want. Like I want, I would oh, I would always love for championships to come to the city. Like I'm not saying that oh we should be able to win every year, but I wanted I want Giroud to have a championship a by the end of his career. They're a team that's typically if they're they're making the playoffs more often than they don't. Obviously, um, just based off of like records and when they win the playoffs, they yeah. they make it way more often than they don't. Um, but they don't get very far. Yeah. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating to watch. It's a very mediocre team in, in, in a sport like hockey. <clears throat> if you're the eighth seed and you get bounced by the one seed every year, mm-hmm. what free agents are going to want to go to you? Exactly. And also, you're not getting a stellar draft pick. No. Um, so I think that there's, there's some frustrations there, for sure. I will also say, though, that I think that Giroux is really underappreciated. I know we were just talking about that a few minutes ago, not like at this exact yeah. <laughs> moment, but uh, I sit... When I go to my games, we, we have a partial season ticket plan. Um, we sit with a guy who's had season tickets since the 90s. Okay. And before that, like, he was going for a long... He's an older guy. Like, he, him, him and his son go. Um, and his son's older, too. Um, and he hates Drew. <laughs> he's like, there's been two fights all year. Uh, like, he wants, like, a team of, like, Dan Carcillos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you remember, do you remember him when he was on the Flyers? Like... <laughs> So he got more penalty minutes, I feel like, than he did anything else. Um, but I it, I think a lot of Flyers fans like have that mentality that they think that because Drew isn't the person who's out there taking like dumb penalties, yeah. like a Zach Ronaldo, remember when he uh-huh. was here? Yeah. Um, if he's not out there taking dumb penalties and fighting every game, then he's not doing his job as a captain. And I think that that's still a mentality that's very Philadelphia. It's yeah. very here, even though it's not a the how the game of hockey is played anymore. Yeah, it's not like a league wide. We don't need a team of goons. We don't. No, yeah. And but people want to think they we do need it. But so, we're the Broad Street bullies. That's that's why people think we need a bunch of goons. I, I have to tell you, as somebody who is a Cowboys fan and a Flyers fan, team nicknames that are sometimes the most frustrating thing in the world when yeah. you don't pick them, right? Because yeah. we have an uphill battle of living up to this reputation from a team from the seventies. Yeah. And. <laughs> Who am I talking about? The Cowboys or the Flyers? Really? Yeah. Right, right? Like, you know, hockey's now played the same way now as it was when the Flyers were winning Stanley Cups in the 70s. Yeah. And they need to become more disciplined. I, my biggest issue with the Flyers is just apathy. So I'm at the point where I'm just like, let's bring up the younger guys. Um, you know, Sam Warren's healthy. Bring him up. Let him play defense. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, giant. a giant. He is. He looks like a giraffe on skates. 
I'm all for it. Like, maybe you can get down there and actually, oh, you know, fuck somebody up. Oh, now I'm the one who's like, yeah, let's see a fight. Like, and that's Crack not, some skulls. I just want to see some passion out of this team, right? Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean you need to get no fight every game. It doesn't mean you need to take ri- like, needless stupid penalties. It just means, like, maybe show some spunk in your skate. The Flyers show it, like, every other shift, it feels like, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's games where, the, like, I think against the Islanders is a perfect example they looked awful for most of that game, and then there were a couple of like individual shifts where they looked great. Yeah, I just needed effort consistently there the whole game. Yeah, but I don't want to be depressed anymore. <laughs> Excite <Yeah>. me. <laughs> well, guess who clinched the playoffs for the second year in a row? <sighs> Here they come, 76ers. Sixers clinched uh, the playoffs for the second year in a row with a different cast than they did last year. Yeah, almost this is entirely. The... This is the the process era Sixers. Yeah. They they have made the playoffs for the first time since the 2010-2011 and 2011-2012 season. I just want to throw out some names for you for okay. who was on that 2010-2011 team. Um, was Iguodala on the team then? Was Iguodala on that team? Yeah. I'm going to cut this dead air out. That's uh, fine. Yes. So Iguodala was on that team. Iguodala was the start was the starting small forward. Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> so let me throw out some names for you. Elton Brand, who is now our general manager, the general manager of the year, executive he was on, of the year. He was on that 2010-2011 Sixers team. <laughs> Thaddeus Young, okay. Evan Turner, okay. Spencer Hawes, and Drew Holiday. Oh, I forgot about Drew Holiday. He's on the Pelicans now, I think. He's a really good... He's a really. He's still a really good player. I know. That 2011-2012 team? Yeah. Lav- Lavoie Allen? Oh, okay. <laughs> Elton Bram was also on there. Yeah. Evan Turner again. Okay. Nikola Vucevic is a rookie. Yeah. Um, Lou Williams? Like, some of these names are just so... Yo, I forgot Lou Williams. <laughs> Remember Jody Meeks? No. Jody Meeks was the, was the uh, the shooting guard on both those teams. <laughs> this is hilarious. Do you want to cry? Yeah. Who do you think was the head coach both those years? Yeah. Doug Collins. My God. It's also it feels important for me to note that uh, that we finished that year with a forty one and forty one record in twenty ten twenty eleven. But we and still third, made the playoffs. We did. It's just so crazy to me that, you know, the process started after you, 2012. That, well, I mean, so that was the 2010 record. It just—it's crazy to me that like you can get into the playoffs in basketball. Sometimes with 500 records. Sometimes <laughs> under 500. Yeah. Like, are the Heat gonna be 500 that, or are they gonna be below? Honestly, I'd have to look. Uh, so I don't have an answer for you right now. Yeah. But that 2011-2012 year, uh, that was the year that we beat the Bulls in the first round. Yeah. And then we lost to the Celtics in seven games. Yeah. So, I'm really happy. I'm really excited. We've talked all year about how happy and amazing and great it is to be a basketball fan in Philadelphia right now. I know, right? Joel Embiid's incredible. We didn't talk about the fact, though, that he named his dog after Sam Hinkie. It was awesome, dude. It was amazing. Sammy. He has, like, 20 different names, though. He gave him, like, 20 different ones. Yeah. It's, like, a but long list. This is, like, that year, 2012, 2013, like, uh-huh. that's the start of the process. That yeah. Was, 
it's nice to see it pay off in a lot of, like in a lot of ways in 2012 2013 so yeah so it's it's really nice to see it it's coming full circle and it's paying off and and Hinky died for this quite literally uh, he's not actually dead but his career, his career is dead yep. um you know we're gonna end up playing if everything holds consistent which i think it will i think that we will end up staying the three seed yeah uh, we get to play the pistons which they're actually the, the pistons are pretty good yeah um they did a really. They've done a really good job in the second half of the year. Yeah. Um, specifically, and Blake Griffin's looks fantastic. Oh, he looks like he's playing on another level. Remember when LeBron said that he was going to start playing as playoff LeBron? Like I, a couple, like a couple weeks ago to try. They, I think they to were, try and make the playoffs. Wasn't the record like three and twelve? Yeah, yeah. So. After he activated playoff mode. Yeah, yeah. So. Blake Griffin actually activated playoff mode. Like he, like he's playing on a fantastic level right now. Yeah, he's been great. And that that whole team's looked really good. Yeah. They're thirty seven and thirty six. Um they have a shot of going to seven and I mean honestly, now that I'm really looking at it, I'm like I'm like t- I feel like I was talking at my ass kinda. Of. Because I'm looking at it right now. The Pistons are six, Nets are seven, and the Heat are eight. Yeah. They are all within uh, a game of each other. Yeah, and the, 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 Pistons, the, Magic, the Magic beat us last night, and they're the ninth seed, so they're close to jumping over the Heat, too. So here's how it breaks out. The Celtics are the five seed mm-hmm. at 43 and 31. They haven't clinched, but they're going to very quickly. Um, and there is a shot that they could move up to the the four seed. Like, there's a reasonable expectation that could happen. Yeah. Um, the Pistons are 37 and 36. The Nets are 38 and 37. Yep. The Heat are 36 and 37. And the Magic are 36 and 38. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the Hornets aren't going to make it, but the Hornets are 34 and 39. So I guess yeah. there, is, there is a conceivable situation where the Hornets can win. Hornets will need to streak the rest of the season. and some Everybody, else, everybody else needs a tank. Yeah. Um, I, I think that just with the way things are shaking out, shaking up right now, um, we'll probably end up playing the Pistons. But the Nets have actually looked really good lately. So I, I think there's just there's a chance we could play the Nets. I'd rather play the Pistons than the Nets. I would really rather play the Heat than either of them. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I, I think that we're going to be in good shape for whoever we play. Um, even if we had ended up playing the Celtics. I think that would have been a good seven-game series because the Celtics. Because the Sixers finally beat the Celtics. Yeah, we didn't get shut out by them for the season. Whoop-de-doo. I just don't want to see I don't want to see them in the playoff. I honestly don't. Because I feel like Kyrie Irving would just be on a different level than he is right now, and he's already but playing, we, playing I, at a great level. So yes, like we we did finally beat them, and I was really excited, and I know that we didn't get swept by them for the year, but, but and, B was out of, and B was out of his mind. After he got shoved from behind. He was 37 points, 22 rebounds in 41 minutes. After he got shoved from behind. After, who who, who got a tech on him? It wasn't Morris, it was... Uh, I honestly don't remember. Was it Terry? Rosier? No, I don't think it was Rosier. I don't remember. Whoever it was was out, was one of their like start. It was one of their starters, and he got teched out of the game for it. Hey, I'm just happy they won. Don't ruin. Don't don't like ruin. The, I'm not trying to optimism. ruin it, but like you gotta look at the at the what actually happened on paper. It took it took Embiid getting body checked from behind for him to be like, all right, I'm not gonna. 
I'm confident that the fact they just sort of got like that monkey off their back of finally being the Celtics, yeah. I think is a really important, really big sign for them. Because yes. they, they, the Celtics were in our heads. Yeah. And Horford was in Embiid's head for sure. Yep. And to finally have the opportunity to beat them and to have Embiid play as dominantly as he did. Um, I mean, Irving was great. Irving put up 36 points. I mean, he, he was terrific. Boban made yeah. his first three-pointer before Ben Simmons did. <laughs> Which is and, 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 and his NBA oh. career. <laughs> that didn't happen in that game. That happened. No, in, no, um, no, no. I think no. it was Atlanta, right? It's happened since the last time we talked. It happened against Atlanta. Yeah, that was just what a victory. He's like, do you remember uh, Ben Revere playing for the Phillies? Yeah, coming to Philadelphia with absolutely no. Is that Alexa? <laughs> yeah, Alexa's telling you to clean the cat box. <laughs> Already did. Um... Check. <laughs> oh, and she's gonna tell us again a second time. Uh, I'm leaving this in, by the way. That is fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, so when Ben Revere came to, to came to the Phillies, he had zero career home runs. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it took him like two years before he finally hit one. Uh-huh. And then he did. And Philadelphia went like ballistic, like we won the World Series. Yeah, I remember that. And I, and I feel like it's going to be even, it's going to be an even bigger celebration when Simmons Finally hits a three-pointer. Yeah. I was playing 2K the other night, and I hit one, and I was like, this is how I know it's a video game. It was just, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Like, how is his how is his three-point accuracy not, like, negative 10? <laughs> and, like, tendency to shoot a three-pointer, like, negative 10? He's got a, he's got an 85 overall as a player, only because his, his three-point shot is 0%. Just a, just a 99 <laughs> for passing. <laughs> um... I mean, he didn't play last night when they played Orlando. And he had the they, stomach they, flu. They, I know. He had the stomach flu. And uh, they did not play well. No. They like, were, at all. They were pretty awful. They've had they've actually had back-to-back bad games. Yeah. Against uh, Atlanta, I was willing to sort of write it off a little bit, and I yeah. was just like, you know what? They were playing against a potential rookie of the year with Trey Young. Playing against Trey Young, but also just their... It's fine. Like, they, they beat the Celtics, and they made the playoffs or whatever, but... And I'm not concerned for two with two losses, but... You know, you would like to see them finish the year pretty strong. Yeah. Now that we're coming up on the end of it. Yeah. Oh well. There's bring eight on, games bring, left. Bring on the Pistons or whoever moves into the sixth spot. <laughs> There's eight games left, and I'm and I'm really excited to see how this shakes out. Yeah. So am I. Um, it's gonna be gonna be some fun playoff talk. Now that yeah. We, now that we've clinched it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see playoff basketball here. I just uh, hope we don't fucking tank for the next eight games and move down to like the five seed. <laughs> That would be brutal. It would be brutal. And now that I've spoken that <laughs> into then, existence, I've got to knock on wood to make sure it doesn't And happen. then have to play, like, the Pacers or the Celtics? Yeah. Oof. Yep. That'd be rough. It would be rough. That That's something that would happen to us, though. <laughs> I know. I knocked on wood, though, so hopefully it doesn't happen. Nice. Me too. Yeah. Alright, let's move on to baseball. Dude, opening day's in two days. Yeah, no, Thursday. It's Thursday. I can't wait. I think it's really worth noting, though, um, the temper expectations. Yeah. Uh, do you subscribe? You don't subscribe to The Athletic, right? No. I do. Because I like to support sports journalism. Sorry. You fucking asshole. I, uh, I, I'm sorry. We produce terrible sports journalism. Why don't you want to support good sports journalism? Um, do I have to pay for it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have money. What a millennial. I know, right? <laughs> Another thing we killed. <laughs> um, but, no, Kapler, uh, so there was a survey done by The Athletic that surveyed about a third of Major League Baseball players okay. and at least like one or two players from every team voted. Um, they asked who was the manager you'd least want to play for. Okay. 
and it was Gabe Kapler. <laughs> 18.3%. Almost a fifth of Major League Baseball wouldn't want to play here. And I know you can say Harper does, so it's whatever, but pe- people do not like Gabe Kapler. <laughs> well, okay. And so, I don't like Gabe Kapler, but... To be fair, I like the attitude that Gabe Kapler has. I don't like the strategy of just going he, based purely off statistics. I, I feel like he doesn't know how to manage a baseball team. That's what I mean. At all. Like, yeah. He doesn't make substitutions. He doesn't know how to use his pitching staff. And maybe there's a big leap that he makes in year two, and we'll see. Yeah. But I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. And I also think, like, there is a, there is a degree, which I've already made up my mind on Gabe Kapler, so I'll admit that for now, yeah. of... Um, Part of me feels like if we make the playoffs this year, and I'm expecting us to make the playoffs, it's not because of Gabe Kapler. No. It's because this roster's great. And I think you could say that, though, about any team manager. Yeah. I mean, mean, we could, to bring it back to the Sixers, sometimes Brett Brown's game management skills are literal shit. They are. And he sucks at calling timeouts, but it's it's almost sometimes impossible for them to win games. With the starting five that they have, if they're all on, he is a he is a pretty he is a pretty terrible on occasion manager for the last like two minutes of the game. <laughs> Sometimes yes. uh, he he is prone to give a heart attack. I mean, look at all. The, I, I love Brett. Though. Look I at all the Brett. managers of the Big Four Philly sports. I mean, you got nobody at the Flyers because they have an interim coach. They, have, <laughs> they have they have Brett Brown. Do you know what I noticed? We haven't mentioned Gordon's name once. I know. Uh, so and are we just gonna go with like their? We're gonna wait till they hire they're someone. Coach, they're coached by a ghost. They're like gonna, there's no. We're gonna we're gonna wait till we're gonna wait till they actually hire someone, whether it's Gordon or not. Uh, Brett Brown is atrocious sometimes at the end of basketball games, and when teams go on like fourteen point runs, and then he decides to call a timeout instead <laughs> of waiting after an eight point run or something, and then they get outscored like twenty to yeah, four. and then Gabe Kapler. <laughs> Like is terrible, is like you said, terrible at making substitutions. Not good with pitching rotations. Honestly, you're gonna and you're gonna you're gonna punch me in the face. I would also tell you that there Doug, are times Doug, there are times where I get pissed off at Uncle there are Doug times, too. I saw I watched last year when the Eagles really struggled out of the gate. Yeah, I watched the media turn on this man. I know for a minute. I know, but like you for got a us hot a, minute. That's the Super Bowl. So there was a hot minute where people were like. Should Doug Peterson come back to coach next year? No. This is like, what the fuck? He's won a fucking Super Bowl. No, it's bullshit. I wasn't subscribed to that, but there are. Some you were getting testy. You guys were getting testy. I wasn't, but uh, many of you're less educated. Many of, many of the flock was. <laughs> but Our, but back, back to baseball. back to baseball. Gabe Kapler, like he just came into the season last year of having this like really good young. Like energy, and people were excited to see what he would do with the roster that we had. Yeah, and it, we had a pretty decent. He fe- we fell apart. Last year, we absolutely we fell, fell apart, apart and he couldn't put us back together or keep us afloat. I'm just saying. I'm gonna start my like. Are you part of the 18.3 percent? I'm a hundred. I'm not a major league baseball player, although I wish I was. But I would have been part of the 18.3 percent. Yeah. Do you know what I would not have been part of though? What. The mob that said that sixty-two percent of players surveyed who said that Bryce Harper was the most overrated. Y'all just jealous. Hey yo, that's my cousin. The fuck do you think he think? Why do you, why do you think he's overrated? Huh? I don't think he's overrated. No, I'm talking to the sixty-two percent of people that voted that. Well, because they're dumb. They don't have him on their team. I know, right? Just because his name's not Mike Trout. Like, come on. 
He who must not be named? Yeah. Who? Who? Mike who? Tr- Trout. I guess we have to address that. I, we're going to have to. I will just say... Monster contract. He was supposed to come here, Monster and he betrayed contract. us. Monster contract. Although, can anyone can anyone blame him for turning down Philadelphia? He signed, was it 12 years? 430? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's bonkers. That's bonkers money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, got no, I have no other words. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 12 years... Four hundred and twenty-six point five. So basically, four hundred and thirty. What, what the what the extension is though? I think the extension is officially a ten-year, three hundred sixty million dollars. But he is owed four hundred and twenty-six and a half million dollars over the next twelve years. That's fucking ludicrous. He's gonna re- he's gonna max out at receiving thirty-six million dollars a year in twenty twenty-one, like in, in twenty twenty. And they'll never do anything with that team. So, I think that the Angels are really interesting to me. Because I think that they're not going to go anywhere, and they're never going to be able to really surround him with talent, just because they're typically not a big spender. And they remind me a lot... This situation reminds me a lot of Andrew Luck with the Colts. Mm-hmm. You're showing loyalty to a team who doesn't really show a ton of loyalty to you, until yeah. recently, for, for the Colts. Yeah. Um, he signed a huge extension, and I would never... I'm not one of those people who, like, like, we joke and we're sarcastic, but I genuinely think, like, it's really easy for us to say he should have turned it down and come to Philadelphia, but, like, you're not turning down that much. No. Uh, that's no. why they offer it to I'm us. from Philly. Just like Mike Trout, if I was a professional athlete and someone offered a l- ludicrous amount of money to me like that, I would have accepted it, too. How right. can you not? So I, I harbor zero ill will in a non-sarcastic way. Oh, yeah. Towards Mike Trout. Um, but, but, like, let's think about this from, like, a, like a rational expectation, like, how, I know that there's no salary cap, but how much are the Angels really going to shell out to put talent around him? Look at what happened with Albert Pujols. They shelled out all that money for Pujols on the back end of his career. It's not a popular opinion, or at least something people publicly say. That Pujols contract is horrific. Yep. And it actually makes me sad as a baseball fan. There's an entire generation of kids now who will remember Albert Pujols as a Los Angeles Angel and not as a St. Louis Cardinal. I know. Because he has not been close to the same player. Nope. Um... With the Angels, and it's been absolute like it's been an almost a travesty. Not even close. They are committed that much money to those two players. They need pitching desperately, and honestly, they need guys who can get on base. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I don't. I don't know that this team's ever going to be better than a wild card berth, maybe an occasional division win, maybe on a fluke, just because baseball always has teams that just on a fluke go to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, maybe even win it. Maybe even win a playoff series, and that's about it. So. <clears throat> It's a very long-winded way of <laughs> getting that. But, yeah, 62% of players think Harper's overrated. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I know how, like, roundabout that was. That's but. absolutely bonkers. I'm trying to find... The, the lineup? The lineup for the, for Thursday. All right. You look up the lineup for Thursday. Yeah. Uh, I also really appreciate how right now you're looking it up on your cell phone while you have a 15-inch laptop open in front of you. Well, okay, because I had the Phillies Twitter page that I thought had shared it. Mitchell, awkward your full name, awkward. But now I'm just gonna have to Google it. Um, I would like to mention really quickly something that I think is really cool. Yeah, go Which ahead. is that the Phillies insta- installed the original Liberty Bell, the, the pass and stone from the vet in oh, the yeah? Citizens Bank Park. I think it's technically the second Liberty Bell that they had there. Like it was mm-hmm. installed towards the end of the vet's time. Um, but 
15 years to the day of demolishing the vet, they installed the pass and stow, and it absolutely looks gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm excited to visit it this year. I think I told you I, I'm getting season tickets this year. Oh, or my, you are? Well, my family is getting season tickets this year. Yeah, um, I figured you were me that before. And I will be going to a bunch of games with them, and I'm really excited, and I can't wait. And it'll be a fun time this year. Yeah, that'd be And on, on the bump this, uh, this Thursday is going to be Noah and um, Karan, so... Yeah, Nola, Nola's definitely going to be starting opening day. Um, I have our projected the lineup. The ace. And we gave him a good amount of money that we've already talked about, and I'm glad he got his money. But he our, deserved it. Our projected lineup behind Nola for Thursday, for opening day, is uh, McCutcheon at 1, Segura at 2, Bryce at 3, Hoskins at 4, and then Romalto, Franco, Herrera, and then Cesar Hernandez. Everybody's going to go 10 for 10. <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense because nobody would be able... I guess it's technically possible, right? Go, t- go. Everybody can go 10 for 10 and then like you just pick guys off on base or something. I guess technically speaking, yes. But they would have to do that 27 times. So, <laughs> very statistically unlikely, Mitchell, but... Um, no, I think I think it's gonna be gonna be a. Good. This lineup is really good. It's it's re- it's gonna be really good. And you know what's crazy? Ooh, the po- the power picks that the MLB already came out with today. We're not even in the top five with our with our roster. Interesting. I have to bump, uh, pop in here with a pop announcement. What? All pass interferences and no calls can now non calls can now be challenged. Really. All I knew op- we were talking about all that. All offense and defensive pass interference, as well as non-calls, can now be challenged in the NFL. Man, I wish that could have busted right when we were going to talk, well, at the beginning when we were talking about football. Wow, that, uh, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm alright with it. Yeah. But let's, let's go back to, <laughs> let's get back to baseball. Yeah, I can't believe that we're not in the top five, but, we're yeah. Philly. We need a chip on our shoulder. But it, what surprises me is, who is? I like. I think they had the Angels. I think they had the Nationals in there. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. I think that this team was, with the way they closed out last year, and just all of the question marks, right? Like, is Harper healthy? Or will he stay healthy, I guess I should say. Um, the Kapler effect. Yeah. As, as well as this... The rotation didn't I, add anybody, really? Yeah, I also I don't... some questions. I also don't know our official numbers. So, let's go. Okay, so they got the Astros at one, Red Sox at two, Yankees at three, which okay. are the, the, the normal top three yeah. for the past couple of years. Dodgers at four, which isn't surprising. Nationals at five, even though they lost their best player. Uh, they have us at ten. Under, underneath the Cubs, Indians, Cardinals, Brewers, and then us. The Brewers, I get. You said the the Cardinals and Indians are above us. Yep. It goes. It goes. So it goes. Astros. Uh, what did I say? Astros, Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, Nationals, Cubs, Indians, Cardinals, Brewers, us with the Phillies. I was wrong. The Angels are down at seventeen. I saw an A earlier on Twitter, and it was that's the, the Astros instead of the Angels. That's interesting to me because. The Cardinals didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah, is it because they added Goldschmidt? 
It might be, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah. I don't I don't think I I don't agree with those rankings. They give the they, Brewers I also thought would be would be higher. They gave explanations for the top five and then uh, they just listed the rest of the top twenty. So the rest of the top twenty the rest of the following ten after us are the, also the Rays, the, Rockies, the Cubs. Men. Like I Yeah, it's I'm kinda of surprised. I honestly think that I thought that it would probably go Brewers at six, Phillies at seven. I know. And then I, I would honestly put the Cardinals above the Indians, but uh, weird. That's a weird ranking. Yeah, it goes Rays, Rockets, Rockies, Mets, Braves, Twins, Oakland A's, Angels, Reds, Pirates, Padres for the top 20. After, Interesting. After us, which is wild. But, you know, whatever. I mean, we'll, I think we're going to be in the top five eventually. We, I mean, we will. Personally. We will. Especially if we go to the playoffs. Yeah. Especially if we win the division. Especially if we win the division. Yeah. Uh, and that's coming, those power rankings are coming right from MLB.com, so. Well, you know what? It's it's one of those things that gets put out there, and it's supposed to make people talk. Yeah. And what are we doing? Yeah. Talking. We're talking about it. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking. Um, um, whoa. I think whoa. Unison same tone, same, un- same time. We're spending too much time together. Too much time. Uh, what do you think our record's going to be this year? Five hundred, right at five hundred. Eighty-eight wins. Eighty-eight wins. I was gonna say somewhere in the eighties too. Eight, eighty-eight, eighty-nine wins. I was gonna say around eighty-five. And I think that Harper plays one hundred and forty-five games. See, okay, I forget how many games baseball plays. One sixty-eight. One sixty-two. Sixty-two. I can see that. Yeah. I, I, I don't gonna, think he's going to play a full year, and I don't think no. he's going to break 150. No. But I think he's going to stay mostly healthy. I was going to say around three quarters. I thought he was going to play about three quarters of the season. And I think that we're... Yeah, roughly uh, around the same. Bold, do you have a bold prediction? You can ra- Let's wrap up with a bold prediction. Okay. I'll tell you my bold prediction on what Harper's going to hit this year. All right. I, I took a note on it earlier, so you say yours, and I'll play I have a part. non-Harper Okay, go. Bold go, prediction. Go for it. Aaron Noel wins the Cy Young. Ooh, I like that. I would love that. Aaron Knowles going to win the Cy Young this year. I think he's here. He was a finalist last year, right? He was top three last year. Yeah. He's gonna. He is going to. He's gonna win twenty games. Okay. And he's gonna have an ERA of sub two seven. I hope so, dude. He's got a cannon for an arm. I'm. I'm calling it now. All right. All right. So, me and my family earlier, or like two or three weeks ago. Uh, took bets on how many home runs slash and RBIs that Har- Harper's going to hit. Okay. Um, I said 42 home runs, 125 RBIs. No. <laughs> it's a very bold prediction, but I had gone after everybody else had gone, so I wanted to... What did everybody else say? Um, um, 44 home runs, 140 Are RBIs. Are you able to read through your crack screen? <laughs> yeah, my mom said 45 home runs, 120, and my brother said 48, You all picked over 40. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I was you. the lowest. I picked 42. I was being reasonable. I <laughs> Compared to everybody else. <laughs> I wanted to be I'm being reasonable. Up. Bryce Harper's going to hit 400. <laughs> no, like, okay, so listen. Like, uh, I, I will tell you, I don't think Harper's going to hit 40 home runs. I think he's going to hit 35 home runs with 100 RBIs. And I think he's going to do that, like I said, in like 145 games. All right. 
Well, I hope he has 42 home runs, 425. <laughs> Are you guys playing, like, closest? Yeah, yeah, that's why I chose the lower side of home runs. <laughs> you just bet the under? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he's going to hit 46 and a half. <laughs> no, I think he's, he's going to go sub 40, but I wanted to be the closest, just in case he, he, he went over the hump at 40. There's a chance, especially if he stays healthy. I know, that's what I mean. He's starting to get his timing down at the end of spring training, so... I don't put any stock in the spring training. I mean... It's like training camp. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or preseason. But, you know, I mean, we'll see We'll see how we open up on Thursday. I'm excited. Yeah. Next time we next time we talk. Baseball is going to be back. Baseball started, dude. I'm hyped for, like, the first time in, like, the past couple And, you know, years. baseball's going to be starting. Hockey's going into the playoffs. So we won't have anything to talk about. <laughs> but hockey's going into the playoffs. <laughs> Basketball's going into the playoffs. Yeah. And more draft stuff will get drug out. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's a good time to be a sports fan. Do you have anything else before we head out? No, I got nothing. You got nothing? I have absolutely nothing. And I have absolutely nothing, too. So thank you for listening. Please leave us a five-star review. Please. Um, you want to sign us off? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll sign us off. We'll see you next time. Uh, hopefully... Next week, <laughs> we can get together. Monday. Yeah, we're, we're heading into a crazy time, April, May. You may not be hearing from us much as consistently just because, um, you know, finals are a thing on your end, but also on my end, I'm getting married. Oh, yeah, he's um, getting married. So, so, exciting stuff, man. Yeah, he's got to plan a wedding or just agree to that. I'm helping plan a wedding. He's, he's helping. He's, he's the... He's the uh, I got to tell you, my fiance's been absolutely amazing. She's, oh, she's I, I feel like she's had, like, the... She's done a lot of it. Yeah. And I just try to help her again. Of course, of course. Um, but uh, so we'll see you next time with uh, more Philly sports. More talk. Philly talk. Plus, more Sixers plus, talk. Plus, uh, plus Dallas. We're gonna, whenever Mitch wants to talk about that. So I've been always uh, talking about Dallas. <laughs> I've, I've been Drew. I've been Mitch. And we'll see you next time. See you then.